It's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This week in music history with Marty Miller. Hello, that would be me. I'm going to wish you a happy Christmas now. Happy Christmas. And a very, very happy and healthy 2024. This is our last podcast of music history uh, of the series for this year. We will pick it up again in the new year. Thank you, though, for listening over the last wee while. Appreciate you being there. Right, so we're looking at the week of the 18th until the 22nd. The week that either you've got a smug look on your face that says, yeah, about Christmas sorted, in the bag. Or you're on the other end of the scale, running around like a mad thing. 1966, the event that inspired a lyric in A Day in the Life by the Beatles happened to one high roller with Irish connections. Hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck getting dirt and gritty. The Love and Spoonful, then one of the hottest bands in the world, were flown in for a private performance. While in 1969, fans got a happy Christmas from the Fab Four for the last time. This is John Lennon saying on behalf of the Beatles, have a very happy Christmas and a good new year. And a lad that sounds like David Gilmour talking, but isn't David Gilmour, but did play an important part in the Pink Floyd sound, has a birthday this week. They were totally, uh, they would totally leave the... the all aspects of the sound to me, which was really nice. My God, he totally sounds like David Gilmore. This is the week of December 18th to 22nd. This week in music history. A week in less than 10 minutes. There was lots of inspirational bits in the song A Day in the Life by the Beatles, but one part of it was about a London socialite and heir to the Guinness fortune called Tara Brown. He was killed driving at high speed in his Lotus Elan after it collided with a parked truck in London. So a report on the coroner's verdict into Brown's death went into the papers and then went into the song. For his 21st birthday party in 1966, Brown chartered two private jets to fly 200 of his friends, including Mick Jagger, Brian Jones, to the family manor in Ireland. The Love and Spoonful, then one of the hottest bands in the world, were flown in for a private performance. Just six months later, on December 18, 1966, Brown, who had separated from his wife, was driving with his girlfriend, model Suki Potier, through South Kensington at high speed when he ran through a traffic light and into a parked car. Rubbish music alert in 1982, an Italian tenor and an English girl, Rene and Renato, were number one on the UK singles chart with a song called Save Your Love, their only ever top 40 hit. And in 1982, it was Christmas number one. God, why? This week in music history, the podcast. Meanwhile, speaking of Christmas and back to the Fab Four, it was this week in 1969 that they did their last ever special record for fans of their fan club in the UK and in the US. They'd send out special Christmas messages. Everywhere it's Christmas, everywhere it's song. This is John Lennon saying on behalf of the Beatles, have a very happy Christmas and a good new year. 
This is Paul McCartney here, and I'd just like to wish you everything you wish yourselves for Christmas. It was this week in 1994 that the Manic Street Preachers played the first of three nights at the Astoria venue in London. These were the last shows that Richie Edwards played with the band before he disappeared. He disappeared February 1st, 1995, leaving absolutely no clue to his whereabouts and nothing ever since. Gets to a point where your body physically can't take any more. Whereas mentally you maybe think you're strong enough to cope. Everybody's got a different um, code of living, a different set of ethics. I'm a very unviolent person. I've never hit anybody in my life. But, you know, I am prone to extreme violent outbursts. But that's against myself because I, um, um, I make things difficult for myself. This Week in Music History, the podcast. In 1999, I'm only putting this in here because Noel Gallagher's funny. Readers of the guitar magazine UK Guitar voted Noel Gallagher the most overrated guitarist of the millennium. Now, this was 1999. Jimi Hendrix voted the guitarist of the millennium with Nirvana's Nevermind winning best album. Noel wouldn't have given a toss. No, I, I, really, I f***ing hate videos. I hate everything about them. I hate the fact that they cost a fortune. I hate the fact that you've got to be there at 8 in the morning. I hate the fact that you don't leave until 8 the f- next morning. I don't like the fact that the people who are making them think they're f***ing making Apocalypse Now and everything is the most important, this is the really important shot and this bit we're getting f***ing bollocks nonsense and even then it was alright because there's like the chart show and all that, do you know what I mean? videos these days. It's a happy birthday this week to Alan Parsons, yes of the Alan Parsons Project. He was involved with a lot of the Beatles work in the Abbey Road album and on Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. They were totally, uh, they would totally leave the, the, all aspects of the sound to me, which was really nice. I mean, they had to essentially because you know, the four of them were, in those days, there, were, there was uh, the, the only way that uh, tracks got recorded is everybody went and played together. I still think it's kind of sad that, that bands don't record that mm-hmm. way now. And uh, I, I continue to do so. I'm old school in that respect. My goodness, how like David Gilmore does Alan Parsons sound? They, they, they must have gone to the same school. Really sad from 1988 for everybody involved, but the former Cockney Rebel bass player Paul Jeffries, he was one of the passengers killed by a bomb on Pan Am Flight 103. Lockerbie to you and me, really. 270 people died. 11 of the victims were killed on the ground in Lockerbie when debris from Pan Am 103 rained down on their streets and homes. The aircraft, luggage and bodies were scattered over a wide area. In 2014 this week, Elton John and his other half, David Furnish, officially converted their civil partnership to a marriage. Singer Elton John has married David Furnish exactly nine years after the couple entered into a civil partnership. New gay marriage laws in England and Wales mean couples already in a civil partnership are now able to convert their union into marriage. Meanwhile, this week back in 1979, Rupert Holmes started a two-week run at the number one spot with the brilliant, very cheesy, but seriously brilliant Escape, the Pina Colada song. If you like Pina Coladas And finally this week in 2002, the former Clash singer and guitarist Joe Strummer died of a suspected heart attack. He was just 
50 years of age. Now, the punk legend, Joe Strummer, the frontman for the hugely influential band The Clash, has died. Strummer, who was 50, was the band's guitarist, vocalist and songwriter. The Clash's third album, London Calling, is still hailed as one of the greatest rock releases ever. It's thought Joe Strummer died of a heart attack. And that is a look at this week in music history from the 18th until the 22nd of December. My name is Marty Miller. Once again, have a lovely Christmas. We'll do it all again in 2024. If you're arsed. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast.